episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. For this special episode of Public Power Now, we're re-airing a recent episode of Public Power Conversations with APPA's President and CEO, Joy Ditto, and Sheila Corson of Okanogan County PUD and Steve Hawley of Greenbrier Utilities. The discussion centers around the utilities' Public Power Week celebrations in October and how they engage their customers and communities year-round. For more information about Public Power Week, go to publicpower.org slash publicpowerweek. And with that, enjoy the conversation. President and CEO of the American Public Power Association. And I'd like to welcome you to Public Power Conversations. Last month, public power utilities all over the country celebrated Public Power Week, an annual event aiming to avail communities to the benefits of their not-for-profit community-owned electric utilities. Here to discuss their celebrations and how they engage their customers year-round on these issues are Sheila Corson, who is the Community Relations Coordinator at Okanagan County PUD in Washington State, and Steve Hawley, Public Information Officer and Communications Manager at Greenville Utilities Commission in North Carolina. Thank you so much for joining us, Sheila and Steve. My pleasure. Thanks for having us, Joy. Yeah, thank you, Joy. It's good to be here. So I've got some questions to guide the conversation, but we're free to wander off wherever the conversation takes us. So let's get to it. And I'm going to ask Sheila to respond first and then Steve, and then we'll kind of switch it up after that. So the first question is, how did Public Power Week go in your communities this year? Yeah, actually, we had quite a bit of fun this year, um, and the weather almost held out for us. Uh, (laughs) Only got rain the last day, so I felt good about that. Uh, Yeah, we had a whole lot of fun getting out to our communities a little bit more than what we've been able to lately, uh, being outdoors, and it's still being pretty nice up here in October. Uh, So, yeah, it was great. We were able to give some things away. We were able to um, get a really cool kids activity packet out. It, It was a lot of fun this year, a lot of busy time, but great to be out there. Well, so before we turn to Steve, just maybe a a tidbit about Okanagan itself, because, um, you know, how many kind of people do you, how many people do you serve? What's the nature of your community a little bit? Yeah, sure. We've got about 17,000 customers, uh, over a couple million acres up here in North Central Washington State. And uh, we've got a lot of residential and irrigation and uh, lots of little businesses as well. So what we are trying to do as best we could, especially in this public power week, um, is get out to some of those small businesses and even farmers markets because we have a great farmers market scene. So that's where you were going to find us at public power week this year. So that was great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, great. Steve, what about you? Well, we didn't get to go out as much as we like to and as much as we normally do. And Honestly, we've had some issues over the years with when we do go out and do a lot of things. There are a few people in town who like to complain that we're we're spending all of the money and the rates need to be lower. You look at your waste and money. And, but truly, those voices have pretty much gone away. So we've been pretty fortunate with that. But then with the pandemic, that kind of shut down some of the activities we used to do. But still, things opening up, it was kind of nice. We We did some celebrations with our employees. We got them promotional items which, uh, you know, little things like the cups. But as you'll notice, it's not only Public Power Week, it's also Public Natural Gas Week. So we always have to kind of mix them together for our utilities. Greenville does uh, water, wastewater, natural gas, and, of course, electric. Um, So we did some nice things with them, and the employees really got in the spirit. 
with doing a food drive, a canned food drive. And so they would wear different colored outfits every day that represented different foods. So it might have been canned green beans one day, and one day it would be something else altogether. It was So that's really kind of fun to see the employees get into that. And there were a few uh, community events that we were able to tag into and get out and spread the joy, as well as doing our normal advertisements, which I don't know if it's so much of a celebration, but it sure is a good message to get out. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit quickly about a little bit more about Greenville as well. Sure. Greenville is a town of almost 100,000 in North Carolina. We're about the 10th largest city in the state. And we are midway between Interstate 95 and the Outer Banks. So we're a college town and there's small towns all around us and a lot of farmland around us as well. Got it. Great. Well, um, so next is kind of on a, in a corollary to that. How or if, um, how did you or did you incorporate celebrating this year's theme of the people behind the power? I think I heard a little bit, bit uh, of that response from you, Steve, already, but uh, any more yeah. around that piece? Yeah, we didn't necessarily carve out that as a special thing for us this year, especially because we have to kind of share the week with uh, natural gas. But we did share the APPA videos and we participated in those. If, if you saw those, almost everyone had folks from uh, GUC involved in it. Uh, but we also, we tend to feature throughout the year our employees. And in fact, we in our newsletter, employee newsletter, we have an employee of the month and we do a big feature article on them. And then we post about them in social media. So throughout the year, you get to see the faces behind the public utilities. That was kind of nice. And we especially emphasized this year, um, since we had just come back from Hurricane Ida Mutual Aid, we had one of our newer line workers uh, talk, in, and we made a, a video of him talking about his experience down in Huma, Louisiana, and helping these folks who were just devastated. I mean, it was horrific what they saw and the impact that they, that that had on him and the overwhelming pride that he has even more so. I mean, linemen tend to be very proud of what they do anyway, and they should be. But when they go out and they are able to do these things, especially for our neighbors. And so we got to talk about the that aspect of public power and being able to help each other at a moment's notice and how how great that was for him and all the folks involved. So that was a very special video we were able to put out as well. That's great. So Sheila, what about you uh, with regard to that theme of the people behind the power? Yeah, you know, uh, last year when everything changed um, with the pandemic, we uh, also had to change some of the things we would normally do over the year when it came to employee appreciation or staff recognitions. And so actually it was last year, Public Power Week, that we kind of stepped up our efforts when it came to uh, really recognizing our staff. And we continued that this year. Uh, last year it was T-shirts and water bottles uh, for the staff. This year it was a really cool flashlight multi-tool and uh, a local Baker, uh, I think she delivered eight dozen cupcakes to our roughly 90 staff here. Um, and so we got to go around the office and uh, we tried to get together a little jingle for public power. It really didn't go well, uh, <laughs> but we're going to keep trying on that one. Um, but it was great going around to everybody's desk and, uh, hey, which flavor do you want? And here's your really cool thing, uh, our tool. And uh, thank you so much for all you do. Um, 
And like uh, Steve mentioned, using the videos from APPA, we actually used the uh, coloring sheet that was released this year for that theme. And we use that to be a coloring contest uh, for K through five throughout our entire county, um, which was so much fun to get back that artwork. And then also it's kind of a little plug for all of our different staff, you know, whether they're uh, front desk reception workers, linemen, engineers, so on and so forth, just to let them know about all the great people here uh, at the office and celebrate that. So it was a lot of fun putting the people in the power. That's awesome. We actually have those coloring sheets for our staff too. We use the same ones and I brought them home to have my daughters color them. And they're actually still working. They're so detailed that they kind of pick them up every couple of days and work on them. So I don't even have a finished product yet, but um, they're pretty, they're pretty fun. I need yeah. to get actually grab some pencils myself and some colored pencils and start to work on them, but they're, I'm glad that you're doing that and we're doing it too here. Um, so hey, hey, Sheila, can we get Sheila to actually sing the jingle for us? <laughs> <laughs> can you remember it, Sheila? I, I believe it ended up just being a little bit of like, instead of going with the, the tune to happy birthday for happily public power week, it was more like just a, it's public power week is kind of where we ended up going with it. A little jazzy. Nice. A little jazzy. <laughs> going up the stairs. Yeah. Nice. Need a little keyboardist behind you and a, <laughs> a lounge jacket. A keytar. Be awesome. a keytar. That's what <laughs> we're missing. Go. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, well, uh, turning maybe to uh, back to kind of, I know I, I have a question about the pandemic, but you already kind of talked about a little bit about that. But if you want to turn back to that a little bit more about, you know, maybe how the pandemic has affected your ability to interact with your customers, maybe some success stories about how you've been able to utilize other uh, methods to interact with your customers. Anything along those lines you want to mention that you haven't already mentioned? Yeah, you know, that's the thing about challenges is uh, they make you kind of look at the way you usually do things and uh, see if you can do something different or better. Uh, it means opportunity also. So our, our opportunity around Public Power Week specifically was, you know, we used to do it a certain way and that's the way we always did it. And now we actually found a better way to do it because of the pandemic um, but, you know, with anything, we kind of had some methods already in place when it came to digital communications and that sort of thing. But really uh, honing in on those and trying to look at all of the uh, different aspects of it. You know, if we're going to have a digital newsletter, are we getting everything that we're supposed to translate it? Uh, because they may not be able to come into an office to talk to uh, one of our bilingual representatives. Um, you know, and just and really looking at... Um, not so much what we can't do anymore, but brainstorm some ideas for what we can. And not only for us, but for our other partners who are kind of having those same issues. And so obviously one of the biggest communication efforts this past couple of years has been around healthcare messaging and them trying to get out the latest and greatest. And so we actually partnered with several of our healthcare agencies, as well as some neighboring utilities. And we did a joint newsletter to every mailbox in all of our territories. Um, so it was a great way for us to just kind of pool our, our funds, pool our skills, pool everything and get everything together in one place for people who were not sure what to do next. So that was a great effort. That was something we normally would never have done, um, but proved to be really useful for a lot of folks. That's awesome. And I'm sure there are things in the future you can partner with that, with the healthcare providers on. That's that's an amazing 
example of how to be creative uh, with a challenge. Steve, did you want to respond to that one as well? Sure. You know, we, we went through similar things as, as everyone else with shutting down offices or at least the, the public portions of our offices. And we actually got pretty lucky in the sense that at our main office here that I'm in right now, the first floor used to be half us, half bank, and then we had the rest of the floors up above it. And a couple of years ago, the bank left. Uh, we didn't renew their lease. And we just finished renovating this building, which meant uh, it, right about the beginning of the pandemic, which meant drive-through lanes, because we didn't have those here. We have another office that's a few miles away, but we used to have this glut of people several days a month that would show up. And all of a sudden, they were not able to come in. So the pandemic, one good thing from that, and you can consider it a success, is it kind of changed their habits. Some of them started going through the drive-through, and they continue through the drive-through uh, today. But also, we had a huge surge in the number of people that went to our online account management, uh, which was beneficial for us for lots of reasons. But we had also just finished that project January. I think January 11th was the go live. And then all of a sudden you start hearing the reports of COVID about a week later. And so we, we had time to debug just a couple of things over a week or two. And then we got a rush of people that went to the website and it worked out really well for us. We also on the, on the website, uh, we had just redesigned it uh, two years ago and we put a chat feature on there. And that during the pandemic was amazing. We were averaging about 100 chats per day, 100 to 120 chats per day. And that's our customer call center was handling those. And those were calls that were not coming in through the phone anymore. They were handling them in chat, but we still had a bunch of phone calls. And, and then the last thing that was a huge success for us, I think, was uh, we've got really good relationships with most of our TV stations here. And we got them to buy into the premise that when we went into moratoriums, as we were coming out of them, uh, there were customers floating around the whole idea that, oh, I don't have to pay my bill ever again because of this moratorium. They can't shut me off. We don't have to pay our bills. And that was a real narrative going through some of our community. And uh, we got them to buy into the fact that they were telling people there was the moratorium. We said, you got to hold responsibility for if you're saying there's a moratorium and you don't have to pay your bill, you have to turn around and tell them, that bill's going to come due someday. So they kind of started to understand their role and responsibility and helping tell the whole story as opposed to just a part of the story. And in working together, we had a lot of good stories that went out with the media. And we've been very fortunate, knock on wood, that one of the TV stations that was always coming out, everything was a gotcha. Everything is a, why are you doing this? And, and it didn't matter what it was. I mean, it was giving out fans at, at Christmas time to the, to the elderly, they come out, why are you giving the money away? Well, we're trying to help our customers. But that, that relationship really turned during the pandemic because we were working together on a common issue. And now there's been a lot more trust that's been built. And so that's been a, a huge plus for us. That's wonderful. That's a, that's a great example, Steve. Thank you for that one. So I'm going to, I'm going to end on, on this question. Um, so, you know, what, how do you communicate the value of community-owned utilities 
during public power week, but also all year round? What are some strategies you, you employ, not just during that week? So we, uh, you know, we do our newspaper ads that show a cost comparison and a rate comparison between the uh, co-ops and the investor-owned utilities. And especially with the latest rate increase that's going on with one of our investor-owns, who happens to sell us our wholesale power, our rates are at or just below their retail rates now, which we used to be well above that. So that's been a great story for us to tell. And especially with those graphics showing, here's the rates and ours, look, public power, we're the lowest here. And uh, really one of my favorite things that we did this year, and it was, uh, was just one of those epiphanies that I had, we had a uh, a local radio station that's mostly talk radio. It's very conservative. And we've had several people who have always hit us, like I mentioned before, with the idea of you're spending money on advertising. You're wasting our money. You you put money into the community for community events and based on specific parameters, education and, and other things like that. You know, you're, you're wasting our money. Well, we compiled the basics of community-owned, what it really means. And we wrote up a great radio script for it. And we got the guy who runs the conservative radio station, who is a talk show host in the morning, one of the most popular shows in the whole area, and got him to voice it over saying, Greenville's community should be proud that their utilities are community owned. They've got high reliability, fast response rates, low, uh, low rates, and went through the whole list just at a very high level. And then wrapped it up with a nice bow. And he was very willing to do it because he actually, he likes us. We've got a great relationship with him. He sees the value. He understands the value. And it really took a lot of edge off of some of the people who were always really grumpy and always naysayers. And I think that was just, that was a lucky thought that just popped in the head one day. And that's, that's really helped us out. That's, a, that's just, a, again, another great reminder of how you can partner with your your media outlets and your communities, you know, um, just to tell that positive story. So Sheila, you want to wrap us up on that question? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well over here, and I think there's a lot of us who are hitting big anniversaries these days. Uh, I've heard of some people hitting hundred years. We just hit 75 years last year uh, of our anniversary from when we were first formed. We took over uh, the organization itself and and all of the infrastructure and started expanding. And it's been fun to tell some of those stories of where we started, you know, who the people are behind the public power again, you know, Um, because what was true for those folks back in 1945, for us, uh, a lot of people don't know those stories. They don't know about what that feel was. And, And the fact that public power is about local control and public participation and representatives and staff being the people who live and work in your communities and whose kids go to your schools, you know, reminding people that we're with you, you know, we're here, we're part of this community. That's what makes us public power. And we listen to your voice and your voice matters here. Um, And so we've been trying to push that out as as many different ways as, as we can through whether it's, you know, print, because, we still got to do print and whether it's digital and social media, whether it's a video series we recently did, just reminding people what it means to be public power. And, and not only is it all those great things of, uh, of public participation, local control, representatives, but also at the same time, typically we're 
lower costs, we're lower rates, we're more reliable. And to have all of that in one package is just an amazing thing. And so it's exciting to be part of that world and to be able to share it with people and and see all of the great things we continue to do moving forward and just keep sharing those stories. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome way to end, Sheila. And, and thank you so much to both of you, Sheila and Steve, for sharing your stories about the value of public power, the value of public power week, but how you can sort of have public power week all year long. Um, And again, appreciate your time. Thanks again for coming. And thank you all for joining us um, for public power conversations. 